Sarah Kotoka Toki Te Whakarumai Kotoki Te Panel Ko Warehe Wallace Chapman I hope Housing first up The National Median House Price Jumps $200,000 In one year How can Anyone keep up What is the solution Relationship scams They're becoming more sophisticated With many scammers Taking months to build trust And form a legitimate online relationship We talk about that with Martin Cocker from NetSafe. And Gabriel Ford, who's a master's student in terrorism studies at Auckland University, he's written a very interesting opinion piece for RNZ saying that whilst the recent increase in focus on prominent far-right extremist content is good to see, could the Christchurch call end up hurting the communities they are supposed to help? Very interesting. And pointless after-hours emails. They need to go do work emails into your inbox after-hours. More importantly, do you feel that you need to answer them? With me today, we have Sue Kedgley, board member of Consumer NZ, UN Woman Aotearoa NZ, and on the board of the Capital and Coast District Health, Sue Kiora. Kiora. And with us also, David Farah, pollster for the National Party, editor of Kiwi blog, David, nice to have you on the program. Great to be back. So we have David and Sue in the one in the studio, and also with us is Rob Kelly for our story of the day. Kia ora, Rob. Kia ora, Wallace. How you doing? I'm good. It's a busy studio down here. It's unusual <laughs> for us to have all three mics on. It's great. Uh, yeah, nice full house there. How are you feeling up there? Well, I'm I'm a bit lonely up here. But isolated. Um, but uh, but look, um, company of the audience across you, the country. Would you feel better if I called you on a landline <laughs> to express my sympathy? For well, you if being you call alone? if you call me on a landline, Rob, what, I'd look at the phone. I'd see if I'd see your you come up, and mm. I'd um, I'd put it to voicemail. Then I'd pick up the phone. Then yeah. I'd get back to you later. Yeah, I suppose that's more indicative of our kind of quite fractious relationship. But uh, <laughs> what, what I want to talk about today for the story, story of the day is generational etiquette. And Kelly Dennett wrote a really good piece over the weekend for the Sunday Star Times about what works and what doesn't from one generation to another. So I just very quickly want to go around the panel. I'll start with you, Sue. So if, if on a Tuesday evening about 6 o'clock you got a phone call from someone you knew, would you pick it up? Yes. Okay. David? <laughs> no. Wallace? Wow. No, I wouldn't. Right. Interesting. So, uh, and I would, but that's because I'm a radio producer and I'm like Pavlov's dog. Like, if a bell rings, I have to run to it. So I'm not really a good indicator of the <laughs> millennial response. But um, Gen X and millennials and Gen Z are much more likely to ignore a phone call. Uh, and there's quite a lot of research that's come out, we've talked about it here before, over the last few years that shows that people born in the last 20, 30 years actually find it extremely anxiety-causing to be called. And uh, there's now more and more information coming out about why that is. Uh, and one of the reasons is because people, uh, I'm 30, so people kind of my age and younger, have grown up entirely in a world where the internet existed. And so for us being available is just part of part and parcel of what we do. But a lot of that has nothing to do with phones, particularly with calls. And it's a little yeah. bit like mail. The only calls that you get are bad news. Oh, that's interesting. So the only calls you, you get... Yeah, you text. You text. Uh, you so, text. So what I do is, because I, as I say, I'm a bit unusual because my natural setting is just to call people. 
um, but that's more of a, a kind of professional hazard than anything else. What I do is I text people and I say, <coughs> can I call you? Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. What about you, Sue? So you, you say, because the, the uh, it's very interesting, the article did go on to say, and I uh, and this actually brings back memories because we had a very loud phone uh, at our home. And so when the landline would ring, it had a very sharp, piercing tone. That would mostly, actually... Mostly yeah? when it rang, if it was the landline, it was uh, some surveyor like uh, David from the uh, National <laughs> like Party. David from Always the National Party. Those. Yeah, so um, <laughs> that was one reason never to answer the landline. I'm, but, the but, but, you I'm know, but generally, back in the day, though, because uh, before, before, before the days when people used to uh, uh, poll you, would you... I mean, can you record the landline being very, very obtrusive, David? No, not really. I quite like getting landline calls because they're a surprise. The reason I won't answer my phone after six is because I can call them back. I know who's called. Oh. They know I'm usually busy with the kids, etc. So mm. it's not that I don't want to talk to them, but it's that I know that I'll see who they were and I can call them back later. I'm actually a bit more likely to answer a call from an unknown number at six o'clock <laughs> in case it's someone wanting uh, to do a poll, a client. So if I actually know you, yep, don't be offended. I'll call you back the next day. Yeah. But this this kind of comes down to uh, a whole ball of trouble because people sometimes think that other people are being rude to them as a result of this etiquette. So I don't know where I sit on it. I think it's I think it's fine to operate how you're going to operate as long as you're treating people with respect. My my father thinks I've got the rudest voicemail around because it says. Do not leave a message. I have not cleared this voicemail for 12 years. Um, and that's what m- most young people, they never clear their voice messages. So there's no point leaving one. Oh, that's interesting. Well, someone says, I always, I will always take a call from my friends. I'm 40, even 3 a.m. in the morning. If you don't take the call, you're not a friend. Yeah, maybe it's just a bit well, rude. Yeah, not to, not to bother to, to answer I think it's a call. A, depends on the relationship as well, but I I will always answer a call, and I call people all the time, which absolutely infuriates them. But I make no apology. One of the things that Kelly Dennett really outlines very well in this article is the insistence of a phone call. It's like here I am, I'm here, I need to speak to you, and she kind of frames that as being an intrusion. I actually think that's great. Here I am, I want to talk to you, or someone's here, they want to talk to me. That immediacy of contact is is really great. Rob, someone's a bit depressed about the situation, actually, uh, of of, of you young people. Um, Julia says, Wallace, I I actually find it quite sad that the younger generation don't use phones for conversations because it is such a rich way of connecting and it meets our need for sound and dialogue. Oh, maybe. Well, But but I mean, how many letters do you send, Wallace? Uh, well, I and how many letters do you think your grandparents sent? <laughs> you know, it's like I, I, I think people no, are saying things you, like that. I mean, if you, you, you look at ten TikToks mm. and you tell me that that's not audio visual like communication, but, but but is it that we're only going to connect through technology now? We phone, can't we yeah. can't even listen to our voices. A phone is technology. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but no, at uh, least we hear a voice, which is different from a text. What what Sue is saying? What Sue is saying is that you have uh, uh, your 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 culture, uh, mm. Rob. You have I would actually, hate to be put up as the poster boy well, no, for, for this, but yeah. no, I'm just saying. Simple as like you, you've mm. lost the art of actually being able to talk to people. Ah, I totally refute that. 
I think that's um, I think that's the same thing that gets trotted out every thirty years about the pre- about the generation following the one that exists. Their music's rubbish. They don't know how to communicate, and they wouldn't know what was good if they saw it on a gallery wall. I think that's extremely boring. David, um, hey, I have to agree. I think um, you've never had better communication with young people. It just takes different forms. Um, there, and you know, just because we don't have, I mean. I actually recall the days where you couldn't make a phone call because not they have a sister, but friends with sisters would complain. This will sound sexist, but you know that they've been on the phone for two hours, they couldn't get hold, etc., and all that. Now, you know, if you can't get hold of someone there, you can email, you can text them, you can WhatsApp them, etc. Now, uh, uh, Rob, I do want to bring one other thing from this uh, from your story, and this is one that I do want to get uh, audience uh, feedback on. It asked whether or not this is the because back in back in the day it used to be that the proper the, pr- the proper process uh, in a, when you went to a wedding, which is steeped in caveats, oh, yeah. uh, is always take a gift. Now, as I understand it, it's quite rude to take a gift. It's all about cash. I think it depends on the wedding, and it depends on the people doing it. I went to quite a few weddings over the summer for which we organised gifts for people that were trips or things that for, for them to do. What has become odd is um, the registry no longer makes sense because people right. live, in, live in homes with everything that they need, well, with the, hopefully with things that they need. Okay. Um, so if, if you know that they have a need, there's something to do there. I, I'm not really qualified to speak on weddings because I find the whole thing a bit of a kind of capitalist nightmare oh but it's uh, um, right. <laughs> but but i do i do think that um uh, cash is an is an acknowledgement of the cost that people are putting towards putting the party on and yeah, it's who a con- can afford a wedding these well, days well yeah when exactly you can yeah. fix the roof so in that context yeah. i see it more as a koha which is an entirely appropriate thing to get okay uh, cash or a gift to a wedding. You're going to a wedding next week, would you take cash or a gift? 2101. And, and is a wedding appropriate uh, in, tw- in, the, in an age of carbon? And can you afford ca- it? Yeah, can you afford yeah. it? And is it worth the carbon emissions? I think right. they always let you know what to bring. Um, they'll say, make a donation to charity or, you know, here's well, those registry things. Yeah. Uh, no. Nice one, Rob. Thank you for that. All right, time for I've been thinking. Sue Kishley, you first. Uh, yeah, well, I've, um, I'm sort of delighted that the government is finally tackling sort of aged care. You know how it's uh, recently agreed it's going yes. to review the legislation around uh, retirement homes and also it's going to appoint this aged care commissioner. And I'm excited about this partly because um, Winnie Laban and I recommended an aged care commissioner a decade ago when we co- conducted an inquiry into aged care. Anyway, I'm just hoping that this newly appointed aged care commissioner is going to really shine a light on um, caregivers and nurses in the aged care sector because we've been hearing all this stuff recently about need for safe staffing levels, nurses, etc. But these aged care facilities, most of them have uh, uh, provide hospital level care, yet there are about 500 nurses short. They don't pay, they pay nurses less than in the healthcare sector. And really, there's only voluntary guidelines around staffing, and it's left up to aged care facilities to decide how many staff they'd bother to employ. So I think that um, 
you know, we, we know that if you don't have enough staff, you're not going to get decent care. Um, so I'm hoping that they're going to, and this aged care commissioner will initiate, uh, you know, regulations right. around minimum staffing levels. And so we're going to see some improvement in standards around the aged care sector. Kia ora, Sue. Um, David Farrer, I've been thinking. Well, I've been thinking about electric cars um, with the announcements this week, and this may surprise some people, but I have an electric car. I You've got an it. EV. I've got an EV. What and, do you think? Oh, there's a saying, you never go back, and it's so true, because no more, oh, do I have an... Yeah, I have to find 10 minutes to pop into a petrol station. You just get home, you plug it in, it's ready the next day. You don't have the petrol smell. But also the running costs, you know, I think I'll save $3,000 a year or so off petrol. So I'm a big... Three grand a year, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it's $500 a year electricity versus around $3,000 a year petrol. So, big EV fan. But But I look at... The governments are saying we're going to bring in the fee bait and you might get fined $3,000 or tax for having petrol car, etc. And it's like, well, surely what's good for the goose should be good for the gander because the government three and a half years ago said we're going to transform the entire fleet of government vehicles. There's 15,000 of them electric by 2025. We're almost halfway there. Do you know how many they've done? Wallace might, because I emailed him uh, on this, less than 200. In four Gosh. years, they've only managed to get 1% of the government fleet. So as an EV mm-hmm. fan, I think you need a bit of leadership from the government here, not just saying okay. everyone else has to do their part. Couldn't agree more. They, no, should, be, they should be leading by example. They've been glacial even six years ago. So, Kedgley, do you have an EV? No, because we don't have a garage that would fit one, but we're looking for a, a, a hybrid. So there you go. David Farrow has a CV suit because she doesn't. There's your thought for the day. Uh, it is coming up to four o'clock. You, do, you need a garage. Yes, you need a garage indeed. Sue Kishley, David Farrow with me on the panel. Stay with us, four to five, right here.